0: this is the color pencil podcast session number 255 welcome to sharpened artist a Color pencil podcast weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much hey there john here i am your host and this is the color pencil podcast i'm so glad you tuned in today quote even 12 year old boys have learned how from our simple step-by-step method. This may be the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity you have been seeking. Operate a full or part-time business or have a new, enjoyable, and profitable hobby. Send now for the free 24-page book, no obligation, write to, and then there was uh, an address. That was an ad that i read under the section taxidermy that was the end of the ad when i was uh, probably i don't know 10 or 11 years old somewhere around there and that was in the back of field and stream magazine i loved that magazine that was one that i always looked forward to uh, i think my older brother probably subscribe to it and I would grab that probably after he was done reading it and I would copy the illustrations on the front cover. There was usually an illustration, usually not a photo, but an illustration from an artist in the back of the magazine and all throughout the magazine, there would be other illustrations. Many times I would try to emulate these. I would try to draw exactly what I was seeing with Each of these beautiful illustrations of uh, fish or uh, men and boys uh, going fishing, people enjoying a lake out on a boat, other wildlife animals that were depicted in the uh, articles, and I would take my time and I would draw from these illustrations and I would learn by copying what to do, and it it was so enjoyable. It was like an escape, and it was a, a time away from reality, and I would totally immerse myself in that. I enjoyed it so much. But getting back to this ad, at the beginning of the ad, it said, wanted young men and boys to start training now for the fascinating and profitable profession of taxidermy. And the ad would go on and on about how to get started. And I went I went through that course. And I remember thinking at the beginning how uh, exciting that would be to start mounting my own animals. And, and it was, and it was a lot of fun. Fast forward a little bit, and that's not something I do today. <laughs> Haven't done it in, uh, wow, uh, I hate to even admit how long that has been. But anyway, uh, it was fun at the time. I never uh, even pursued that as much more than uh, a casual, occasional hobby. It was never a part-time business or full-time business uh, for me. But for some, I suppose that it was. You know, obviously it was. Um, but anyway, as as a young boy, though, I had some very high aspirations. I did go into other businesses and started my own business. Um, even before I started college. But, uh, you know, we'll talk about that maybe at a a different time, or maybe we won't. (laughs) Okay, so let me talk to you, though, and perhaps go a little bit full circle here. I I recently was confronted with this kind of idea of, um, you know, thinking about something at the beginning and talking about, you know, hopes and goals and plans at the beginning But realizing where you want to end up and looking ahead and thinking, okay, this is the goal. This is where I want to be maybe a year, two, five years, 10 years from now. But from this vantage point, it's so difficult to see where I'm, you know, where I'm going, where I'm going to end up. Uh, Go back, you know, to when you were a child, if someone told you, that you're going to be doing and being the person that you are and having the experiences that you do have now, back when you were a child, if they told you all about that, would you have believed some of the things that uh, have occurred in your life? Probably not, right? Well, the same thing I think is true with all of us, but we still, we have some aspirations at the beginning of where we want to go. And I think that the same is true when it comes to our art and, uh, you know, whether this is a hobby for you or something that you're pursuing very, very seriously. At the beginning, you know, we look around at our art heroes and the people that we hold up, and we wonder sometimes, or at least I did, I wondered, and I still wonder in some cases Am I ever going to get there? Is that ever going to be possible? You know, and so if you're doing that today and if you're thinking about, you know, am I ever going to be able to do, you know, do that, get, get to that level? And taxidermy, I thought about that um, when I was thinking, wow, wouldn't it be wonderful if I was able to uh, mount a quail, you know, a bobwhite quail? And I didn't think that was ever going to be possible. Um, But it is eventually something that, of course, I did. And I was very proud of that work. But when I'm thinking about my art and doing portraits in particular, I remember there was a time I thought, wow, I don't know that I'll ever be able to do that. Maybe I should just give up on that. Um, There was enough evidence for me to say, (laughs) yeah, this probably is the wrong path. This is probably not something that I should even pursue. And I'm so glad that I didn't listen to that uh, track, that train of thought and that those voices or whatever it was, because, um, you know, that's something that if if I stuck with it long enough, then I would I would be able to improve I'm thinking back about some of the awesome guests that I've had on the show, even this year, as recent as this year. Some of the interviews that we've done with very accomplished artists, some of the advice uh, that they have given and just some of the insight that they have shared. Um, You know, you think about Tracy Frein and if you didn't listen to his interview, uh, I have a link to it in the uh, show notes. But. You know, he started out in color, drawing in color, when he started in colored pencil. And he worked on it for a little bit, and he was not satisfied with what he was doing. And he eventually um, looked in a different direction and decided to go with basically one color. Now, today, you know, he hires models. Uh, He has all of this elaborate preparation that he goes through uh, to create some of the most compelling portraits in colored pencil. But he didn't start there. Someone we interviewed uh, back when Lisa Clow was doing the uh, show with me, second interview that we ever did was with Jesse Lane. And if you don't know that name in colored pencil, then uh, you perhaps are brand new to the medium. But you, you go back and listen to that particular interview. You know, he started out with uh, some pretty humble beginnings. Even this year, though, talking with Karen Hull. Karen Hull, you know, she started out uh, drawing on a rock in Tasmania. But Karen Hull has one of the best portrait books that there is. And she provides some of the best materials for color pencil artists. The color charts that she puts together are uh, just top notch. Carrie Lewis is another one that uh, go back to her episode 240. You remember what she said? She said, draw what you want to draw, you know, with what you have. Just use what you have was her point to get it done. The more you finish, the better you'll get. The better you get, the more you'll finish. I think those are very wise words. Remember the interview with Julie Podstolsky. She said that she regards failures as an important part of her process. And she said, I'm looking for poetry. Now, her process, you remember, uh, she's using Neocolor 2 as part of her um, entire colored pencil drawing process and not using water with those and she's laying colored pencil on top so a very elaborate process but she didn't start there and I think that's the takeaway is if you look at all of these accomplished artists they may have a lot of things in common but I think one thing in particular that they all have in common is they started at the beginning they started somewhere they didn't start where they are now they didn't start where you heard them and where we left off when we were talking with them. But they started at the beginning. Which brings me to something I want to talk to you about. I'm so excited about this. I'm opening up a free course that I did several years ago, and I've had so many people talk to me about the transformation that they went through by taking this particular course. It's called the Portrait Prep drawing course. Now, it's revamped. Uh, It's not even in the same spot that it used to be, but that course will open up on June 1st this year, 2020. So, if you're listening to this after that time, just go over there to the show notes, check it out, and see if we're still taking enrollment. But go to the show notes and fill out the form for the wait list. All you've got to do is uh, supply your name and email address. You'll be notified when enrollment is open. This is a video course that starts you out at the very beginning. It's designed to help you better see proportions. And to be able to critique yourself, to be able to look at what you have put down and to be able to measure and know whether something is accurate or not. Now, that's not something that we just all of a sudden just know uh, immediately to hear some artists talk about it. Sometimes you would think, oh, I guess you just have to be born with that. Well, no, that's not right. It's a skill that you can learn. And so, uh, it's just like anything, it's a a skill, and so the more you level up in that skill, the better you'll become uh, at that very thing. So here's what we have with this particular course. We've got lessons that you go through where it's interactive, you're participating, and you've got uh, essentially a workbook of assignments, and then you go through these assignments, and we're training our eye. We're learning how to see. That's the whole point of it because we're learning how to be careful observers. And if we want to draw representational art and we want to do fine art, then we're expressing ourselves and all, all the other things that go along with being a fine artist. Then what we're learning to do with representational art is we're learning observation skills. We're learning how to apply that. We're learning how to become better, quote unquote. That's the way you want to put it. Um, and so that's what I'm focused on. I'm focused on how to help you to be able to observe. And I've studied a lot on and not that this is, you know, that I'm the perfect teacher or that this is a perfect course. But I will tell you this, that I've studied a lot on how to create an immersive experience where students can actually learn a skill that maybe previously they had difficulty in, or if you already draw portraits or anything really, but portraits is the main focus of this course, then you're learning how to do something that perhaps you thought you already knew. Maybe you do it just automatically. Maybe you do it mechanically and you don't think about what it is you're actually doing. We're, we break it all down is what we do in this course. And I've had some students tell me, well, John, I felt like I was going backwards a little bit. And then I started to understand how I was relearning certain things that I thought I already knew. That's really the point. Sometimes you have to unlearn things before you can move on to the next level in our understanding or in our skill. Um, where If we plateau in something, then there's a reason for a plateau, right? And it doesn't mean always that you just get more information somehow, or you get some different new insight that is greater than what you already knew. Sometimes it means going backwards and relearning something that you thought you already knew. I hope that makes sense because that's exactly what we do in the course. If you learn geometric shapes, if you learn how, Every feature of the face and head, and a portrait's fit within a geometric shape. Then there's something about understanding that that breaks all of that down and takes all the mystique away from it. Now that probably bothers. I'm guessing some people that you know we can't think of this as just this mysterious thing. And I don't know why that is. Perhaps they want to be exclusive in their knowledge and they want to be the only ones that understand how to render this stuff correctly, um, you know, quote unquote. But I think before you can express yourself, before you can start uh, looking for poetry, before you can uh, be all very, very, very elaborate, you've got to be able to get these primary things at least a little bit accurate, right? so that you can express yourself more fully and more freely and do it with ease and with comfort and not with a lot of anxiety and worry welling up inside of you. Okay, so that's, you know, that's what I wanted to tell you about is we're opening up this course on June 1st. The wait list is ready for you though right now. So if that's something that you're interested in, go over to the show notes. I'll have the link for you right there. All right, one last thing before we go. If you would like to get your question featured on the show, I've had a lot of people calling in to the show. I've got a few uh, voicemails, but I'd like to get some more. And if you just go over to sharpenedartist.com slash podcast There is a banner, little pop-out window over on the right-hand side. I think it's there even on mobile, but I know it's there on the desktop version. Uh, It just says, send voicemail. If you click on that, then that will open up a little window and it has a big button. It says, start recording. It says, send a voice message to John. Uh, That's what you would click on. If you want, you can just record it on your phone, record a little uh, voice memo wrap it up in an email send it over to podcast at sharpenedartist.com. i will play that you'll hear that in the podcast and then i'll answer your question right here on the show all right that's it today guys thanks so much for listening today reach out at any time podcast at sharpened artist.com. i will talk to you again next week